0: The show where you will be inspired to change your life. Focus. I'm out working all my competition. Focus. We gotta get to the gym. Workout number two. There ain't no stopping us. This pain ought to be fun. Focus. So, empty gym, the way we like it. Focus. Focused. The empty gym, the way we like it. Getting ready to get after it. I had my wake up call. Now it's your turn. This shit's getting ready to turn into a rocky training montage. You gotta be the hardest workers in the room. And don't fuck the opportunity up. Instead of telling you what I think you should be doing or how you could be better, or I thought, well, let me just speak from the heart, speak from my gut and really not have anything prepared, but just tell you what's worked for me. Maybe some of the stuff that's worked for me might work for you now, currently, presently, as you guys have your goals and ambitions, NBA championship, MVPs in this room, things like that. But then further on down the line, as you guys continue to live your life. The first thing I just want to say is this idea and this notion that you can be anything you want you can accomplish anything you want, right? We hear that. You've heard that from the time you were little boys. You hear that now. You're already incredibly accomplished. You can win an NBA championship, MVP of the league. You could become president. You could become governor. You could be in entertainment. You could do whatever you want to do. You guys know that. The thing that has worked for me is to remember the hard times. So, and I'm sure you guys all have your processes. And again, I'm gonna tell you what's worked for me. So before a big movie comes out, before back in the days when I was wrestling with WWE, a WrestleMania match, anything big that would happen, I would always take a moment and I'd just remind myself, all right, I was evicted when I was 14. We were kicked off the island. We couldn't live in Hawaii, had no place to live. A lot of shit happened then when I moved to Nashville. I was arrested multiple times by the time I was 16 years old. I gotta remember that. If I were playing on this team, before I lace up, before I get on the court, before I play in these big games, I would remember that. And it allows me then to be present in the moment and understand, holy shit, the stuff I have around me right now, this is the shit that I dreamed of when I was a kid. I am here. I played for University of Miami, played great teams, Warren Sapp, Ray Lewis, they were my teammates. They were balling. Warren Sapp was playing tight end that time. I was starting defensive tackle. They moved him over to D-line, and he looked at me. and He's like, yo, dude, I'm going to take your spot. I said, you ain't taking my fucking spot. He said, I'm going to take your spot. I said, no, you ain't. We battled, and he took my spot. Make You can imagine how that fucked with me, because there goes my opportunity. He went in. Switched to defensive tackle, lit the world on fire. But what that did, it crushed me, it crushed my dreams. I had a piss-poor senior year, zero production, no NFL, no combine invite, nothing. Finally went to the CFL, Calgary Stampeders, making $250 a week Canadian. Canadian. And I had to send that shit home to my, uh, to my wife at that time. I had no money. So I remember that. When I got cut from Canada, I had seven bucks in my pocket. And I always tell that story. So now my production company is seven bucks, advertising agency is seven bucks, everything is seven bucks. So I always remember that. What helps me is to keep the hard times in the front of my mind, because it allows me to go into these big moments that I've worked my ass off, and you guys have worked your ass off. It allows me to go into these big moments with a different perspective. What it also does for me, and again, this this is what works for me. I keep my back is up against this motherfucker every day. It's against this fucking wall. It's up against this motherfucker because it's what I believe in. And when my back is against this motherfucker, then there's nowhere to go. But that way, that's it. So I feel like this could be something, an ideology mindset that could help you. Could. If you look at it that way. Uh, For me, I need this. I need this. So every day, my back is up against this motherfucker. And this is how I operate. Doesn't mean you don't smile. Doesn't mean you don't laugh and joke, quote, right? You're happy, I'm happy, I'm a happy guy. But when it comes to business and when it comes to executing, it's up against this. And I gotta go that way. And I don't give a fuck who is in front of me. They're not gonna stop me. I feel like for me, it feels seamless. The prep is where the character's made. And I just don't mean the character I play, I mean the fucking, the character in here. So for me, the prep is getting with the director, getting with the producers, getting with the writers, getting with the, getting with, so in essence, it's like getting with all your coaches and your different uh, position coaches and, and all the meetings that you have to have, right? So that's the work you put in. The key for me was, where does it start? What's the anchor? What's the anchor? So I could have all these ambitions and you guys have all these ambitions, which is great. It's important. I'll play this role. You'll play that role. I'll execute this thing, and it'll come out this summer. You guys will execute this thing during the summer, right, when it's time to really put in a lot more work. But the key with me is just always finding what the anchor is, and the fucking anchor is getting up at four o'clock in the morning every day before anybody else, and grounding my thought process is in the no one will outwork me. No one. I love and I respect you guys. Motherfuckers will not work me. All starts with this. Two hands, putting it to work. Mm-hmm. The anchor for me has always been the work in terms of the weight room training. So when I first started wrestling, I was six years old, rolling on the mats with my dad. My old man, a lot of you guys won't know this. Yeah, Rocky Johnson. (laughs) My old man was Rocky Johnson. He was the first black WWF tag, WWF at that time. First black WWE tag team champions with Tony Atlas back in 1983. Uh, My uncles were the wild Samoans. I come from a long line of pro wrestlers. Um, But before the wrestling part happened... Uh, I was just in the gym putting in the work at six years old, rolling around on the mats. And finally, when I could touch weights at 13, that's what I was doing. But the weight part for me and the gym part has, has always been, has to be the anchor. It allows me to keep everything grounded. Your body's your body, right? You're young now, you're balling, everything feels good. You have your little nicks and dings and all that shit. You're going to have that. You're going to have your surgeries. Hey, we all have it. Uh, but But eventually, and I promise you this, the one thing that will never, ever, ever go away is you get your ass in that weight room and you put in the work. That's gonna happen when you're 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. That never goes away. You get on the court, you shoot some shots, but you still, you're gonna wind up right back in the weight room, right? Right back in your spot. Film has the, gives me the biggest opportunity to make the biggest impact, global impact. I don't want to make small movies. I love and respect our movie business, but I want to make big movies that do well, and when they do well, it's not the money thing, because we have money, right? Money's good. Money's good. It ebbs and flows. It's the idea that I can impact as many people as possible with a big global movie, and when the global movie is touching a billion dollars, that sounds good, right? It's good for the bank accounts. good for everybody involved. Everybody's getting their piece of cake. It's great. But what that does do, I know I'm impacting people around the world by giving them some good entertainment, making them feel good, leaving the theater floating. So it's the same thing, right? When you guys have this bigger goal, so for example, when you become world champions again, as polarized as the sports world is, it's a fucking incredibly inspiring thing. Even if they're not fans of your team, even if they're not fans of your team. So think about that, you know, when you guys do that, the impact that that has, the ripple effect that that has for the city of L.A., California, the United States, the globe, little kids, damn, I want to be that one day. You know, and the thing that the WWE taught me, <clears throat> which I think you guys can take away and it can apply to a little bit of your practice and your business and your gameplay, is WWE taught me to always listen to the people. You always want to listen to the people. So when I would go out... Um, you know, look. You go out. There's always a lot of ego, and you, uh, you know, I want to do my shit, and then another wrestler say, "Oh, I want to do my shit. I want to do my finishing move. Let me do my finishing move." I, I got to look good. I got to do all this. <clears throat> my last match in WWE, I'll share this with you guys too, is that, again, because there's a little bit of takeaway here from all this shit, is I wrestled John Cena, and I went in. I think it's 2013. I went in WWE Champion, and uh, we went in MetLife Stadium. We. We had a record-breaking attendance, which was amazing that night. We accomplished our goal. So I wrestled with John Cena. We had 45 minutes planned for the match. It's nonstop go, right? So your conditioning is tested. And at that time, I, I wasn't full-time in WWE. I was just doing these spot matches where I, would, I was still shooting G.I. Joe, I think, or Pain and Gain at that time. Or, I, oh, no, it was, um, it was Fast and Furious 6 in London. Had to travel in the ring, get all my ring work in, travel back to shoot. Uh, Fast and Furious, then back WWE Raw, doing those shows, the big build up to Wrestlemania against John. We get to MetLife Stadium, it's a big night, this is it it's game night, right? It's, it's, it's championship night for me 45 minute match planned out there's no cut there's no, alright, well, let's pick it back up tomorrow you know, it's go time, it's just like you guys in a game at the 15 minute mark bang I feel something pop. I'm like, boom, what the fuck? I'm laying there and both of us are out. I said, oh fuck, something's going on. And uh, I stick my hand, now it's 85,000 people, right? And we're just laid out like this. I kind of roll over, I stick my hand down in my trunk just to see I want to make sure that there was no bone sticking out. So if there's no bone sticking out, what the fuck? Something just happened. Referee comes over and he's like, Rocky, all right? And I'm like, yeah, 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 I think I'm all right fuck I get up I go to step and I I can't step I can't do this I have to use my leg like momentum I gotta do that so now in that moment and you guys are gonna have these moments you probably already had them already where you're in the game and you're in the thick of things and you gotta make a decision what I gotta do I'm gonna stay in the game committed to the team I committed to my team the entire roster right And in the world of wrestling, when you have a big show like this and you have a big main event that the entire show is based around, the wrestlers will come up to the two people in the main event at some point all throughout the night in the locker room and just be like, hey, thank you for the house. I appreciate it. Thank you for the house. And what that means is that's their way of saying thank you for drawing, helping draw 85,000 people and putting a lot of fucking money in my paycheck, in my bank account. Thank you for the house. We got a lot of thank you for the houses that night. bang, this happens, and now I realize I can't move my leg. And I got 30 minutes left of this match. And it's not just, like, fucking around. I mean, these are, like, we got to put on a show. There's a lot of big flying and suplexes and all that. So I could tell the ref says, are you okay? And I have one moment. In this moment, it was a defining moment. I could either tell him, no, I'm done. He'd give the signal, match is over. Or, let's keep going. And again, this is a little takeaway for you guys. If you ever have this moment, I'm sure you have. If you haven't, it's coming. We have this decision. And I said, no, let's keep going. I said, how much time is left? He's like 32 minutes. I'm like, fuck, okay. Rest of the whole match, <clears throat> couldn't move. Doing everything like this. I'm getting scared because I'm thinking, man, well, what happens if I, if, I, if I pinch something or something like, you know, I don't know. Your mind starts fucking with you in the moment. There's 85,000 people, your adrenaline's rushing. I go, man, what happens if I'm going to lose my leg or some shit like this, if I've just done something to my artery? Final move of the match is his big finishing move. <clears throat> and I remember I'm getting up and I'm turning like this because I have to fall into him. He's going to hit me with his big finisher. It's like a massive suplex where I go over his head and fucking slams me down. And I remember turning, I remember turning into John and he says, and I remember thinking to myself, God, please don't let this be too bad. Just take care of me take care of me bang i feel boom now i don't know what the fuck just happened now luckily the match is over he pins me one two three comes in the back i get to the back i can't move now i'm getting a little nervous and um doctors come in john comes in you okay he he comes in we always like to celebrate with booze He, he brings like moonshine like legit moonshine it's like crazy white boy shit that they bring like in, a, in a jar. This is moonshine. Hey, let's have some moonshine. It's okay. <clears throat> Don't know what's happening. Rush, uh, get on a jet, rushed home to my doctors down in Florida and uh, get an MRI. Find out that I have completely torn my adductor, the top of my, my adductor and my top of my quad off my pelvis. Yes. Really, really fucked up. So it's a very long story to tell you. What I was proud of was to walk out on my own, but not only that, but in this fucking moment where the odds are against you, people are watching, your team's depending on you, you either say, I'm done, or this shit, whatever the fuck is going on, it's temporary, and it may fuck me up at some point down the road, but I'm not going to let this opportunity go by without giving it my all. Look, at the end of the day, like, again, I'll, that's, it's the kind of stuff that I talked about at, at top is I have to hold on to uh, my dad in his pickup truck came down four o'clock in the morning, picked me up at, at, in, in Miami from Tampa. We lived in a little shitty apartment in Tampa. He drove down in his little pickup truck to, to, to Miami to get me when I was cut from the CFL. I was driving up I-75, I don't know if you guys are from Florida, any of you guys, if you know, it's I-75, it's like, especially down in Florida, Alligator Alley, I'll never forget it, it's 4 o'clock in the morning, and I thought, well, fuck, I, I, I leave home, like you guys left home, I'm ready to tackle the world, get after it, achieve my dreams and goals, fucking crushed by 22, 23 years old, now I gotta move back in with my mom and dad. I played on great teams, though, wait a second, this is not supposed to be my future, I'm supposed to be in the NFL right now. I'm supposed to be making a lot of coin and buying my parents' shit, buying me shit, taking care of my wife. But it never happened. So I pulled out my wallet. I thought, well, let me see how much money I have. I opened it up. I had a five, a one, and change. Now, I'm not fucking around. And and I and, well, at least I rounded up to seven bucks. But I thought, God, ain't this a bitch? I got seven bucks in my pocket. Where the fuck do I go now? What do I do? I can't go back to CFL because I are you know point comes where you hear that voice big runs over like you're done right so i heard that voice so as coach was saying man i hold on to that shit. i'm telling you i keep my back is up against this motherfucker we laugh we joke we have a good time press is always fun to do sometimes you got to make it fun that's another thing you got to do your best to make press fun if you can but my back is still up against this motherfucker i do not forget it so coach was saying like you're going to go through. Challenging times as a team you guys are on the come up. You're on the rise What this also helps me do and again it works for me is At some point you got to be fucking tired of not being number one You have to be and you got to fucking play angry and I play angry now I'm cool and calm with my approach and when I step out on my field, which is a set or you know like there's some, and you're always going to have haters, and haters are like, well, God damn, man, how many movies are you going to make? Or how much shit are you going to do? Like, you do a lot of shit. I say, yes. It's my ambition. Of course. Why not? I could do it. Yeah. I love what I do. And not only that, but in what world do we not work every day? It doesn't mean it's just like you guys in the offseason. you got to work every fucking day. It doesn't end. My back is up against this thing. you know. And I, and I, and I started to play angry. By the way, and, and I still and I still play angry. My last match, Brock Lesnar, transitioned, and I realized if I had to be great at something, I wanted to be great in this world of Hollywood and movie making and producing and entertainment, I had to commit. And like, you guys have to commit. Obviously, you commit to something, commit to the goal. So I quietly retired. Two years later, I thought, what the fuck did I do with my career? Because my movies were not doing well. I was written off. I was like... It was around 2006, 2007. I was like, God damn. I left. I pulled a Jim Brown. I left when I was on top, like number one in the wrestling business. And I left. It was a ballsy, gutsy, some call it stupid move. But I had to commit and I had to follow. It was in my gut. I'll share this with you guys. And Will Smith is my boy. And I sat down at that time with the agency I was with. And they said, what do you want to accomplish? I said, I want to accomplish the world. I want the world. And I want, I want Will Smith's career. But, and I said, and I mean this respectfully because I know he's here at this agency with us. I want to do it bigger and better. And they looked at me like I had three fucking heads. And they were like, mm-hmm, okay. But I still stayed focused. And I still had these, still put in the hard work with my two hands, and that's it. And that's what it comes down to with you guys, too. You know, look, I I appreciate you guys giving me the time. I enjoyed this back and forth, rapping a little bit. But the one thing I do want to leave you with is, as you guys know, there's nothing you can't accomplish. You're going to go on. You're going to become world champions. The key for me, what I think one of the keys is, remember where you came from keep that shit in the front of your mind and when shit goes bad and it goes sideways a lot of shit does you're getting booed out of the fucking building or you're coming through this injury or people are writing you off oh you guys ain't gonna fucking make it you know any of that shit you gotta you gotta keep it in here you, and it really has to it should drive you it should it works for me it should drive you you got all the talent in the world it's all here it's all here everybody's the next best thing everybody's the thing everybody's the best it's all here, but God damn, I want to do better. I'd want to do better how, I don't know how that is. Cause they even said to me, well, how do you do it better than him? This was in 2006. I said, I don't know, but I do believe there's a better way to do it and a different way to do it. Maybe it's through social media, connectivity, global. I don't know. Let me understand the market, I, all that. And here I am. If you're loving this episode, please leave a review and comments down below.